Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. We're kicking off a new series here on the podcast called Things That Destroy Us Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm focusing on a few of the many things that destroy us mentally, physically, and emotionally. Things we are drawn to naturally. Things that block us from becoming the person we want to be, and more. In this episode called Pride Just Might Be Your Downfall, I'll talk about a deadly form of pride, one that people don't really see as pride, four questions to ask yourself, my experiences with pride, and more. So before I dive into today's podcast episode on pride, I wanted to do a life recap. I know it's been two weeks since my last podcast episode. Things have certainly picked up around here. I've had meetings with new potential clients and I've been scattered more than ever. So a lot going on, but I always try to see it as busy as good, especially since it keeps me focused rather than be distracted with things that don't matter. I think the last time I did a recap, it was on the Asian hate crimes and the Atlanta shooting that happened a couple weeks ago. I think I've been better mentally since then, having more conversations with other people and hearing different perspectives really helped with that. But again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. There's still lots to be done. The past two weekends, we've been blessed with beautiful spring weather here in New York City, and I've taken advantage of both weekends to really spend it outdoors with friends. I'll always say this time and time again, there's so much exploring and endless amount of activities you can do here in New York City. I'm almost always in Central Park, and the cherry blossoms have started to bloom. So it's been getting pretty crowded over there lately. It's nice to see so many people out and about and enjoying the fresh air versus this time last year when we were all in the start of quarantine, trying to figure out how to stay sane and also safe through the pandemic. And lately, something I've been really focusing on is my half marathon training. So if you follow me on Instagram at bygracely, I've been sharing more um, of my half marathon training and the the runs I've been doing, um, just, you know, where I'm at with that. And I'll even do a blog post kind of uh, talking more in depth about the training, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and so forth. So soon to come. But let's get into this topic on pride. Today's episode was inspired by a sermon I heard a couple of weeks ago from Elevation Church. It was a guest Pastor Robert Madu. Madu, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, then I apologize. It's M A D U, so I'm just going to go with Madu. Anyway, I felt inspired by the message on pride, and that's how the series came about. I was walking to Central Park, listening to the sermon on a podcast, and it dawned on me that there are so many things that destroy us mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I thought, why not expand on those? Really dig deep into some of these topics. 
When we think of pride as a surface level characteristic or emotion, really, we just think of its definition of deep pleasure or satisfaction from one's own achievements. Or pride can be seen as, I'm proud to be a Tar Heel. I'm proud to be a part of this group of people who are successful and empowering. I'm proud to be an Asian American. I'm proud to be living here in New York City. Pride can be seen as pleasure, pleasure to be a part of a group, school, culture, and so much more. And people express that sort of pride as a positive. It's rare if someone outwardly said they were proud to be a student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and then someone accused them of being a prideful person in a negative way. But there are levels to pride. Pride can also be seen as a negative emotion. So what does unhealthy pride look like? Feeling inferior, believing that people don't like them, self-loathing, constantly thinking of their own self and what others think about it, uh, thinking they're not worthy of X, Y, and Z. I could go on and on here. And this made me realize how my definition of pride, and this made me realize how my definition of pride wasn't the full picture. Because the most prideful people aren't just the ones who brag or the ones who are cocky and arrogant. They can also be the silent ones around you. Did you know that self-loathing is an unhealthy form of pride? You might think, if I'm hating on myself, how is that being prideful? Don't you have to be loving on yourself to be a prideful person? Not really, because think about it. If you're constantly hating on yourself all the time, putting yourself down constantly, ultimately, you're thinking about you, yourself. You are putting yourself above another person's. And that is pride. People see pride as superiority, but pride can also be seen as inferiority. It's the mindset of me, 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 me all the time. And pride is a complicated emotion. In the Bible, it's known as the sin beneath the sin. It's a deadly sin because it's not as outwardly visible as, let's say, a murder. It's not an on-the-spot reaction. And that's what makes it a deadly sin. And that also made me realize that I'm also a prideful person when it comes to work. Not in the sense that I'm proud of my work and proud of my successes. I mean, I am, but I'm not outwardly expressing that. I realize that I'm a prideful person because as someone who loves work, aka a workaholic, having pride in my work makes me believe that work gives myself more worth. And here's the thing. I remember feeling this way in college when I was growing as a fashion blogger and content creator. I remember asking myself these questions. Will people still care about me the same if I don't have an Instagram anymore? If I lose my Instagram account, will people still treat me the same way? And I got really scared in those moments because I loved how people approached me because of my following because they enjoyed my content, because strangers on the internet were reaching out to me. 
It was all so new to me, and I was so intrigued and fascinated by it. And with my blog, I feared that I could never stop blogging because then that's how people identified me. And without it, I would be nothing. And so what added fuel to my blogging drive was also that very thought. I truly loved, love, present tense, blogging. But that thought in the back of my mind, thinking that if I quit it, I'll be no one, made me keep going. And now, thinking about those questions and thinking about that mindset, I realized that I was too focused on myself and occupied with how others viewed me. And I think that level of pride was knocked down when I stopped growing. And I know this might be a weird thing to say, but I am actually really grateful that my Instagram didn't take off after college. In fact, I didn't even move up another 1K, and it's been four years since I've been out of college. I actually lost 1K instead. And it's been up and down ever since last year. It's been more consistent lately. But going back to what I was saying, I'm glad I didn't have that rapid growth. Seeing how I was handling the organic growth in college and getting too caught up in my unhealthy pride, I would have probably felt and done the same thing. And that's how unhealthy pride spreads. It starts slow and then it gets deadly and hard to get out of. I always look back and see it as a lesson that God was teaching me. And when I think about this, I remember a moment where I had a conversation with God, thanking him for cutting off that growth. During that time, instead of feeling frustrated and staying miserable about the non-existent growth, I started being more appreciative of the little to no growth. It really made me value each one or two followers I gained a day. Growth would happen when I was being authentic with myself and my content, and I had to continuously remind myself that, that this was not for the approval of others. So now, I have this mindset where I post not for anyone's approval, but for God's. And little did I know that having that mindset would not only give me literal growth, but also mental growth. And that's the best kind of growth to have. And that's not to say that now I don't still feel that way where I get frustrated with Instagram because I do. It's always a battle, you know, but I think when you recognize these things and you're able to take your past experiences and turn it into lessons, then it really changes the way you see things. And I think that's the path I'm on right now. And that's where I'm at mentally. And so I'm able to not stay in that frustrated spot as I used to be in the past. So pride prevents you from doing things. It gets in the way of your fullest potential. And I'll tell you about someone I knew in one of my college classes who was the epitome of a prideful person. She was always talking about herself, her achievements, her successes, and how life was great for her. For anyone, insecure or not, it's hard to be around these types of people because their pride makes you, one, feel like you're not good enough next to them, and two, it starts to feel rather annoying to listen to all the time. 
I remember hearing this person be so narcissistic and then thinking to myself, well, at least I know I'm not a narcissistic person because I behave the opposite of how she behaves. And that's how I was able to, quote, humble myself. Interesting, right? And I think a lot of us do that. Where we'll separate the two words, pride and humble, and then put them in opposite corners. If I don't fit this version of pride, then I must be humble. Or if I don't fit this version of humble, humbleness, then I must be prideful. And that's how we can overlook the secret and deadly form of pride, by being close-minded of what pride actually is. So what is a good revealer of pride? The sermon listed out four questions that I want to also share here because I remember taking notes and wanting to expand on them in this episode. The first question, how do you respond to criticism? Do you deflect, deny? What's your initial response? To answer this question, when I was insecure in college, I did not have that thick skin that I so claimed to have. I did not respond to criticism well. I didn't want to hear anything negative about me and just took it as they're jealous or I don't want to hear any negative vibes. But now I see criticism as a way to expand a conversation, to see another opinion or to hear another opinion or perspective from someone who may not agree with me. To hear another opinion or perspective from someone who may not agree with me. I'm more keen to say, I understand, rather than not want to hear what someone else has to say at all. How do you respond to rejection? So, I have this fear of rejection, and I think it stems from my past experiences with relationships. I would always go for guys who didn't care or treat me right, and thus, that led to rejection for most of the situations. Which is why, whenever I think of rejection, my mind goes straight to those traumatic past experiences. And I react accordingly to my experiences, rather than seeing it as a new experience or a new challenge. I automatically put a label on it, and I think that's something that I'm you know, working on and learning through, is that I make assumptions on things based on my limitations of my past experiences rather than, you know, taking it as something that is new and something that is there to help me learn from. What about advice? How do you respond to advice? Most people want to confirm what they already know. So you'll see people ask for your opinion on their opinion which is basically confirming that you also agree with their opinion. It's their way of saying, I know I'm right, and I just needed your confirmation on it too. And last one, how do you respond to praise? With social media, let's be real. We have this incessant, unhealthy need to be liked and approved. And just as Robert Madhu said in his sermon, I don't like how much I like to be liked. That need for approval, not just from friends, but also from strangers on the internet. Why do so many of us have that longing for approval? That's probably another podcast in and of itself. 
So have you ever thought about pride to this extent? When is the last time you asked yourself these questions? I'd love to hear your thoughts and what ways you found that pride was blocking access to your fullest potential. And I want to end on this note. I love how he ended it with this. I have to forget my wins. If I keep reflecting on my wins, I'm going to lose the power that comes from humility. Because it's in humility that I know him. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic of things that destroy us. Overthinking. I'll expand on it like I did with pride and how overthinking can destroy us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.